Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how the doors were opened to the kingdom of God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the open doors of the kingdom of God and how those doors were open to all. You know, the book of Acts shows us how Jesus built his church and the power that was used to establish her. And while we know as Christians we are responsible to work in God's kingdom, Acts shows us just how ill-equipped we are for that work. You know, on our own, we are not able, but through God we can do anything. In Acts chapter 10, the church was trying to do the same thing that we strive to do today, to serve God fully and graciously. And Acts 10 is a pivotal chapter in scripture because it's after this event at Cornelius's house that the church explodes with growth and numerous churches were set up throughout the known world. And Cornelius was a devout and God-fearing man. He was someone who prayed to God regularly. And in verse three of Acts chapter 10, we read that one day about three in the afternoon, he had a vision and he distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. And Cornelius stared out at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. And the angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who was called Peter, and he is staying there with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. And so in verse 9, we hear about Peter then, the apostle who's uh, had a vision himself. Uh, of things that are about to change in the kingdom of God and prepared him for this man Cornelius summoning him. And in verse 22, we're told that the men said to Peter, we've come from Cornelius the centurion. He's a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. The holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. So Peter goes to Cornelius and this large gathering of people there with him. And he tells them, you're well aware that this is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. But may I ask why you sent me? And so Cornelius answered, well, three days ago, I was at my house praying at the hour or at three in the afternoon, and suddenly a man in, in shiny clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He's a guest in the house of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. And so I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now, we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. And then Peter begins to speak. He begins to proclaim the gospel. And he says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. And Peter continues to preach and expand on the, the sermon and preaching the, the good news of Jesus Christ. And suddenly in verse 44, it says that the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished 
that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured on even the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking tongues and praising God. And then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And so he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's from that point in history that the floodgates opened in the church. The borders of the kingdom expanded faster than the Christians could keep up with. And this was where the change happened. This is where the doors were opened. You know, the church has been in existence now for up to three to four years. And up until this point, you could count on one thing. Every Christian in the church had been a Jew. That meant that every man who believed and was baptized into Christ was a circumcised believer. So every new Christian at least every Christian man in the church up to this point was circumcised. And that's just how things were up until now. Now, God was switching gears. God's plan had always been to open the gates for Gentiles to become Christians. And now he was setting that plan into motion. Now, you'd have thought if God wanted to do something like this, it shouldn't have been all that hard to do. I mean, look through Acts and, and you see the power he uses to establish his church. He is God after all. But there's a small fly in the ointment. You know, the Jews, they despised Gentiles. They wanted nothing to do with them. You know, the Jews referred to the Gentiles as dogs. You know, they wouldn't sit down to eat with them. They wouldn't spend the night in a, a, a Gentile home. They wouldn't buy anything from them unless they had to. And even Peter, when he comes, says, listen, I shouldn't be here. It's against our law for me to speak to you about these things. But God is pushing me to do it, and I'm not going to push back. This is just how things were. But now, here in Acts chapter 10, God was going to ask the early church, made up of, of Jewish Christians, to allow these uncircumcised Gentiles to be a part of his church. And that wasn't going to be an easy sell to them. It, it would seem that there was a protocol that was observed up to this point. First, every new male convert was someone who had been circumcised, including the Sumerians in Acts chapter 8, that we, we, a few chapters before what we read here in Acts chapter 10. Everyone up to this point, even those that had some questions, were circumcised. All of these people also were people who said that they believed that Jesus was the Christ, he was the son of the living God, that they knew they were sinners and willing to repent of their sins, and they were willing to confess Jesus as their Lord and master and be baptized into Christ. And then, at least some of the time, the apostles would impart special gifts by the laying on of hands. And these were things that were expected to happen. These were things that could be anticipated. Nobody would have been surprised by the things that happened in that order. But when God did what he did with the household of Cornelius, things didn't go according to that protocol. And they were surprised. And quite frankly, they were angry. They were confused. They didn't understand what to do. And the missing part of the protocol was this. Cornelius and his friends were not circumcised. And the Jewish Christians weren't happy about it. They didn't mind the Gentiles getting baptized into Christ as long as they were circumcised first. But then God takes over. God had no intention of letting these Gentiles become circumcised. There's nothing wrong with circumcision. But God was going to send a loud and clear message that binding this preference on others is wrong. 
That was a mark of the old covenant. That was the physical thing that identified people as belonging to God's covenant back in the day. But now things are going to change. Now the mark of belonging to God would be baptism. Colossians 2 verses 11 and 12 It tells us that Christians are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. In other words, baptism in water was to become the new circumcision, the time When the old flesh of sin was removed from a convert, the time when the old man was buried with Christ and rose up a new creation in him, that would be baptism. God was doing something here in Acts chapter 10 that hadn't been done since Pentecost. Peter told the the people back in Jerusalem, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as it had on us at the beginning in Acts 11, 15. God worked powerfully to build a kingdom that all could enter. You know, people may try to hold us back from him, but Cornelius and the Gentile Christians that followed are examples that show no one can be separated from God if they want to come close to him. God has opened the doors of his kingdom to all, and all we have to do is walk through. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.